Tom Panos, John McGrath, and Troy Malcolm. How are we, gentlemen? Troy's got his name on the uh, on the on the cover now. Yeah, well, what I heard, uh, John, is last... I thought that was just a guest appearance, but he's now co-star of this movie. Well, he, he, he was so confident. I walked in here today and he said, Tom, did you see the statistics on what the last episode? I said, what was that, Troy? And Troy reckons that was our biggest all-time hit, you know? I wasn't going to comment until we saw the numbers, but what, what he could give us, John, is we've hit 210,000 downloads. Fantastic. And that's, um, and well I'm done, pumped, all three of us. Yeah, I'm pumped about that. And, we, and that's been managed with still primitive equipment. So do you think now, you know that lovely little yellow logo we've got that says Million Dollar Agent with John McGrath and Tom Panel? Yeah. So we've got to add Troy Malcolm. Oh, well, we've I got to put the what, three of us on. Troy, um, mate, first you've got to earn it. Um, <laughs> one episode, as they say, one hot day doesn't make a summer sun. <laughs> Let's just don't put his face because he makes you and I look even more oh, no, ordinary a, than we ordinarily look. He's a good-looking boy. <laughs> I tell you what, if you didn't look as good as that, we'd have you on there, Troy. <laughs> So, John, it's uh, five, uh, like, I'm just looking. we got three, four days to Eric. Yes. Um, this weekend. You know, this weekend, pumped and excited. Biggest number of people Big, going. Biggest number ever. In fact, 3,000 was our limit. We're, we're now at that level and pushing it, so we're actually in discussions with the venue to see if we can free up a few more seats because the reality is the next few days we're expecting to get another couple of hundred requests, and I would hate to turn down a couple hundred people that all want to come and see this amazing lineup of speakers that our team has assembled. So um, stay tuned. If you are interested and haven't booked yet, um, give the girls at um, at Eric and Tret a call because hopefully by the time you actually hear this, we might have been able to free up some capacity. We're aiming for a 250, but the reality is it's kind of like doors closed now. The velvet rope goes up. 3,000 people have booked and paid. And uh, we're very excited about that. So uh, yeah, and John, going over, and I spoke to most of the uh, speakers, the Australian speakers, this morning, just going over bios and having final discussions. Um, there is something for everyone in that room, John. We've got people writing five million dollars in GCI. We've Tostavan, got yeah. Tostavan. We've got females that have got kids and husbands and trying to manage a whole life writing three and a half million dollars mm. we've got people that were earning forty thousand dollars two years ago as truck drivers in the army this is a female kirsten kirsten Mueller, yeah. writing a million in gci we've got a guy on the central coast selling auctions to a marketplace that doesn't want auctions an average mm. price of three hundred and thirty thousand, and he's going to be sitting on the panel on how he listed 150 auctions and wrote a million john so we're not talking about people that have got extraordinary numbers because they're selling $50 million houses. Yeah. Oh, look, I think that's one of the reasons we've hit the 3,000 mark. I think there's a couple of high-profile speakers, which we've spoken about in the past. There's a lot of world-best agents like James, James Tostevin and Vivian and so forth. And there are some people that I guess, you know, kind of like the girl next door and the guy next door that just happened to have ended up with seven-figure incomes at the end of the year from doing great work. Uh, and a couple of them, Kirsten, you mentioned the, the exciting thing about Kirsten for us, Tom, she's a part of our Hornsby team, is A, is it's her second year in the business. In fact, it's her full first full year. Her first year was about nine months, um, and she cracked the 480000 Second year, full year, um, is she'll do around a million dollars, just over a million dollars. And as you mentioned, she was in the military, she was driving a truck, and she has a great story which she'll tell you on stage. So uh, I think, um, be it by good luck or good management, we've ended up with an incredibly diverse and at the same time balanced 
group of speakers. So, yeah, I think it's 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 a great place to be this weekend if you haven't got anything else that's better, which would mean you're not getting married, you're not having a baby. I would say, <laughs> uh, I'd say get to Eric this this weekend. Yeah, nice part of the world. I love. Uh, I mean, I travel heaps for work, but I've got to say, John, when I I go to the Gold Coast, I know it's not going to be. Um, too cold. I know people seem to be happier because um, it's just got that vibe to it that um, you know, it's natural sea um, and I think it's a great venue that you've uh, picked again But well, It's what a funny time, I want to go into that quick story though because as you know, Eric was traditionally held in Sydney, you know, sort of Sydney's kind of a pretty easy and big place for people to get to, lots of flights in and out and fairly central to most of Australia and New Zealand so we had it there until they pulled down the convention centre. It's going to be pretty hard to do it in the middle of a demolition uh, uh, job. So we, by, by force, had to go somewhere else. And the only place that could really have that number of people was the Gold Coast. And I was petrified. And I spoke to Jeff and Amanda about it. I said, God, I don't know. Will people all travel to the Gold Coast? And we love the Gold Coast, but it's just a different place to get to, not as easy. And now people are demanding we keep it at the Gold Coast because they're saying, not only am I learning... My spouse is coming up. My kids are coming. After hours, I'm taking her to dinner or, or we, we're extending the trip by a couple of days. So it's really ended up, it's one of those classic things in life that sometimes something that you think is going to be a, a challenge or a risk ends up working for you. So so that's good. So, yeah, get, get along if you can or at least inquire. Hopefully by the time you hear it, we might have an extra couple hundred seats available. Yeah, and the good news is I had friends, uh, John, that booked in in the last 48 hours and they told me they paid 100 bucks for fares, Sydney right. to the Gold Coast, Jetstar yeah. fares. Yeah. So we're not talking about booking two months beforehand. They're getting these rates because a lot of people don't realise that the Gold Coast is, in fact, um, as a, a transit point where people get off the six busiest in the country. Even everyone thinks Sydney, you know, Melbourne, Brisbane, but as you go around the country, after Perth, yeah. And Adelaide, Gold Coast is a major hub. And even though that airport, you look at it, it's it's not like one of those high-tech airports that you see in Asia. It's an international airport. Mm. And there are, I think out of Sydney, there are 26 flights a day that go yeah. Sydney to the Gold Coast. But, John, let's move on and talk about not just ARIC, but any conference. When you're about to go to a conference, I think you can maximise that opportunity. And I thought we'd use today's... Um, being ideal because of the timing, how can you get the most out of a training or a conference? What are the most important points? Um, I know from my own experience that some people go to a real estate conference and they treat it like a holiday. Others go in there as something that might change their lives. Yeah, I think it's a great conversation, especially for those that are going to come along on the weekend. But even if you're not, we all go to conferences, or if we don't, we should. Um, and many of us, many throughout the year, because I think it's important not just to go to ARIC or one conference a year, but to keep yourself updated regularly throughout the year. I think, Tom, it starts with a few things. First thing is you have to have clarity around what it is that you're looking to improve within yourself. So I say to my team, look, it's pretty simple. This is a business that revolves around prospecting, listing and selling. You should have a pretty good grasp and being honest to yourself about how good are you at those three key activities. If you're a great prospector and an average lister, you should have a strong listing focus. So every speaker, if you want it, will give you some tips on listing, even those that aren't speaking about listing, because they'll talk to you about presence and listening and, and pitching and energy and presentation, all things. So it's, it's amazing the amount of information, if you're clear about what you want to get, that is available there. And not only on the stage, I mean, one of my big things, Tom, is at events like Eric, 
you can learn as much off the stage as on the stage because you walk into that amazing trade expo, you might find yourself in the line for a coffee or a sandwich at, in the break next to James Tostevin or next to Vivian Yap or Kirsten Mueller. Extend your hand and say, hey, you know, I'm looking forward to speaking to or listening to you and well done. You know, I'd love to keep in touch with you. And, and look, reality is the speakers that are successful are all busy. We know that. And they're not going to become pen pals every day for you. But there is a genuine chance for you to establish a connection, which could mean you know, future catch-ups at events. It could mean the occasional referral piece of business. So I think you've got to get really clear about what you want. And, and that requires ego or dropping of ego. Because a lot of people... They saunter along to conferences and, you know, they, they think they're pretty good and they think they're one of the best in the group. I love the guys like James Tossivan. If he's not on stage, he's in row 1A, yeah. taking more notes than anyone I've seen, which is really inspiring. So the reason that I think people like James and others are there, and, you know, Shady Hassan, I don't think you do an event or I do an event, if it's within Cooey of Sydney, where Shad Hassan isn't there in the front row as well. And these are guys that are doing phenomenal business, but they're backing up for more learning. I was talking to James the other day, John, and he said to me, I mean, he's one of the guys that's tipping nearly to write five mil. He hasn't, he, the contracts haven't, he's waiting for some auctions to happen as we speak, but he's saying five mil for the year. And he said to me, I haven't missed an Eric Tom. Yeah. This is a guy that, um, and I don't know how many people write that sort of gross commission to a business that has not missed an Eric. Sensational. Yeah, yeah. And, and I look, the, the answer is he's probably number one in Australia. Uh, we got a couple of guys that are not far behind him, but they're not yet at that level. Um, and, you know, so he, he is the best of the best, and he's at every conference. And I'll guarantee you, he's not waiting till Eric. He's at other things throughout the year and listening, and hopefully listening now for you. Hi, James. We're okay. looking forward to seeing you on the weekend. So I think you've got to be really clear. You about what you want. About you what you want. You've got to recognise that the learning doesn't finish in the in the classroom or in the workshop room. You actually can learn from the other people. You might meet someone, you have dinner with them that night. There might be a group of people that can share ideas and connect. And the other thing, Tom, funnily enough, because I did a lot of my early conferences outside of Australia, because you know, pre-ARIC there wasn't a lot of mega events in this country with great international speakers so when I went to the States I would just find a way to shake the hand of a Bob Bolin or a Bob Wolf or a Dr Fred Gross just people that I'd heard about inspired me I'd read about I saw on stage and something happens in that moment I don't want to sound silly about this because not everyone sort of believes necessarily in what I'm talking about but just connecting at an energetic level with someone shaking their hand and all of a sudden my life I felt changed in that instant now whether it was just purely the placebo effect or or something but almost by osmosis you pick up a bit of greatness and and you just feel confident wow I've shaken the hand of the world's best real estate agent and he kind of felt like me felt like just another guy Mm. so I think you know getting along there um, is really is really key Um, what about the mindset John what what, how how should someone uh, mentally be approaching the seminar I think enormous curiosity, no matter how well you're doing or how well you're not doing, enormous curiosity. One of the things when I speak to people, because Tom, I've been like you, I've been speaking for many years to audiences and and maybe listeners here. (laughs) I ask people not to have the conversation in their head as they're hearing stuff that says, I've heard this before. I ask them to ask a different question is, am I doing this? Because you, people talk about goals, and that sounds like basic 101. Success 101, you need written goals. And everyone says, yeah, I've heard that, Tom. My question is, are you doing it, and are you reading them, and you're reading them twice or three times a day? Because the other day I heard a great tape, and it was Og Mandino. 
and uh, he's one of the, the old and, and great speakers. And he talked about, because I look at my goals twice a day, morning and night, and he talked about at, when you sit down for your midday meal, reflect on your goals and the things that are important to you in life. So it's not just material goals. It could be people you love and things you're grateful for. And now I've added in a third touch point during my day. It's only two, two minutes. But as I sit down, if I'm not in company with people, it's my midday meal, I just open up my diary and I just have another quick look at things to keep me on track. So that was just another little thing that I picked yeah. up a few days ago. So you've got to be curious. John, I remember a real estate gym that you spoke at that we were together in Adelaide, and I think it's a great story to bring up in this conversation. It was the day that you walked in and there was a guy sitting there on the front row half an hour before the event began. Yeah. Um, and if you can recall, John, you essentially got into a conversation and felt guilty because you were just sitting there and you were trying to get, go through your slide pack. Can you, uh, to, to the audience that may have not heard that story, talk about how he essentially said he'd come along there to change his life? Yeah, And yeah. that's why yeah. he was sitting there. Well, I think you confused it a little bit. Yeah, that was the story I told at Adelaide about a previous event that I'd done in Sydney where a guy called Wayne came up to me and said... Um, you know, could I just meet you just briefly? And he was very respectful because I hadn't spoken yet and I was obviously focusing. And um, I asked him where he'd come from. He said he'd come from Brisbane, so I was in Sydney at that point. So he'd flown an hour for a 45-minute talk, which I was uh, I was blown away by. And I said, you know, Wayne, what do you want to get out of this? You know, you've arrived. What's your, what are you thinking? He said, oh, I'm really clear. I expect the next 45 minutes will change my life. Um, and I thought, wow, that's a hell of an obligation as a speaker. But the guy has come along with a view to changing his life. And so you're right, I did tell that story at Adelaide and, it, and it's, it stayed with me from the day I met him because I thought any given moment, any book you read, any article you read, any tape you listen to, any podcast or any seminar has the ability to shift your life to a whole new level. And I, I then started thinking back, Tom, about going to Tony Robbins and meeting famous people like Bob Bolan and listening and having a coffee with Dr. Fred Gross. All these little things, like little breadcrumbs that I looked at in my life that I look back over the years that sort of brought me to this place and I thought you know he's right you can change your life in 45 minutes based on what you've just heard when you make a decision so I think that's probably the final thing is you know arrive curious with an open mindset you know what you want so have some clarity understand that you're also going to learn great things in the coffee breaks and then I think you've just got to put together a simple plan at the end of the two days and I think we're going to talk about this in the next week or two on, our, on another podcast about how you're going to turn these great ideas into action. Because I have no doubt someone from out of the industry with just some basic common sense and a lot of discipline could arrive at ARIC, sit there for two days, take notes, and if they're really disciplined and smart the way they implement it, they could go to world best within a short period of time. I also know there are people that are doing really well that could arrive at ARIC full of good intention and enthusiasm, take 100 pages of notes but not put them into a plan, and then leave Eric maybe not much better than they arrive. So it's really a key, what are you going to do with the information? So maybe that we can do that next week. Yeah. Okay, John, so as we finish off here, I think uh, in summary what you're saying is go in from a position of curiosity, not judgment, mm-hmm. a blank canvas, mm-hmm. um, pretend you know nothing at the start so you can allow it to uh, sink in. The good news is that I've spoke to Amanda and what she's done is it made it easy for people in the workbook at ARIC this year, which I think is a good 
point I've noticed about good people is that they write actions that to them are non-negotiables. They take something away that they hear or something that they say to themselves while they hear it. Mm -hmm. And the way that the workbook's being designed, it's got an action plan that allows someone on the Tuesday to say, I'm doing this. I know what I know, but am I doing what I know? And hopefully the process that we want people to work through is transitioning from just being a spectator to the information to actually playing the sport when they go back to work. Yep, 100%. So let's see if we can all put that into practice, and I'm going to be a a delegate as well as a speaker there on the weekend. So um, looking forward to uh, seeing all the great speakers, meeting many of our listeners, and those people that aren't listeners are going to be there. I know you and I are going to be looking forward to seeing the people in between times. I know you've got a flat out two days because you're going to be running the whole event, but um, I'm sure that you and I will still get some good opportunity. And maybe the listeners will meet the uh, mysterious Troy Malcolm up there if they seek him out. Okay, we might, <laughs> we might have to give a... This will be the biggest reward in the country. <laughs> All right, guys, girls, we'll see you at Eric. For those that aren't there, we will see you next week. Thank you, Million Dollar Agent, signing off.